0: Ladies and gentlemen, gamers across the galaxy, welcome to another edition of the State of the Xbox Empire, a post-E3 edition. We are recording Sunday, June 9th. The Xbox conference has happened today. It was supposed to be two hours, but it was a little, little shy of that, but there's a lot of content that was discussed during the conference, and to join me, welcome back, Mr. Donnie Reese. Donnie, how are you?
1: Hello, Emperor. What a day. What a day of E3. What a day. This is, you, you know, with with Stadia
0: kind of kicking it all off, and then yesterday with EA kind of doing their thing, and now today, we got a lot of good stuff so far this year, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been packed. It's been packed, and it continues to, like, we have more and more games with every passing hour. Uh, my mind is a little shut right now, if you can, like, hear it my voice. I just got off streaming the Devolver stream for an hour, and Devolver is the right word. Like, it was a mess i don't even know how to think properly at the moment <laughs> so nice um and
0: also joining us calling in a man that's been here a while ago visiting again from the isle the lord of the isle kyle welcome sir
2: well you know i must say i appreciate the hospitality since you know my consul of choice has spat in my face and said no we will not give you any e3 goodness. I appreciate the Empire's warm embrace on this evening to talk about all the wonderful things that happened at the press conference.
0: Well, we we treasure the the ability to have you on here sure. You know, we we want to follow and echo what, you know, Phil has said that we want all people to play and all people to have a space to play no cross matter play, where cross play cross platform no matter what it is. You'll always be welcome back. You know, when when your console of choice decides, you know that they want to Kind of start things up a little bit again. We'll understand if you want us to step back over to the to the other side. But for now, play with us. Jump in. So, gentlemen, like that. this was um, a, a pretty, in my opinion, pretty great show for, for Xbox. There was a few things that I found I, I would have liked some more information on. However, well, let's start with, with what they opened it up with. And it was just off the bat. Phil wasn't even on the stage first. I thought that was interesting um ninja theory was actually among the first on the stage as far as people presenting um and so they talked about their new game what did you guys think i mean we know it was leaked uh and i try to stay away from the leaks ahead of time i know donnie you were uh, in the know ahead of time on the on all of it stuff. you knew everything
1: i was following so, this I was following this uh this twitter account named sabi and um they had a, their own discord and i swear to you the guy is like 64 for 65 on rumors and leaks and predictions from like, like he knows the every, not just for one show or one part, like everybody he's leaking Bethesda, he's leaking Xbox, he's leaked at all. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew things were happening, but, uh as I've said in the discord, knowing that they're happening, I don't think doesn't steal any of my joy from actually seeing it happening. Like seeing is believing just knowing that something's going to be there. does not really do anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as the game itself that you saw, you know, this, this kind of four player melee game. Is that what you were expecting from Ninja Theory?
1: It's not what I want Ninja Theory to do. Um, I mean, I think I'd be pretty hypocritical if I said it was because everybody knows that when they acquired Ninja Theory, I really wanted them to do more, not Hellblade, but Hellblade like things, single player action, adventure narrative based games. And this is more melee combat, overwatch multiplayer loop game, which is great. It's all the rage. It's what's making all the money. It's what all the kids play. I get it. It's just not for me. It's not what I play. and I I will play it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to play it. It looks fun. It looks good. I, by no means am I trying to take away from that game at all. It looks fantastic. It's just, I mean, what can I say after four years, you guys know the games I play and the games. I don't play. This is one of the games I just don't play. So I'm a little down, you know, they said they did say it's one of their mini projects and maybe it's been in the works for a while. Um, like I said, everybody's kind of chasing that multiplayer money. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I was kind of hoping for something else.
0: Donnie, I, uh, I I like your candor there. It's very, very nice to hear. But Kyle, what say you?
2: You know, when it comes to Ninja Theory, they have made some very excellent games with great combat. So I'm excited for them to try this in a multiplayer realm. I'm a big fan of Overwatch. I play Overwatch almost every day. And this is something that seems to have the brightness the character the frenetic gameplay that overwatch does and it seems to be for me the the big sell will be whether or not this is a game you can jump in by yourself with randoms and still have a good time or not that for me is going to be the differentiator overwatch very challenging to play with random people and have a good time sometimes um so if this is something where i can jump in have a good time with some random people, play a few multiplayer matches, and call it good. Something I'm definitely interested in. But just, I enjoyed their D. I enjoyed DMC. I enjoyed the combat that they did there. So if that's something they can translate into this in a multiplayer function, I'm looking forward to it. I'll give it a whirl. So, for me, it, it wouldn't be something that I would go out and buy,
0: but. The fact that it is launching in the Game Pass means that I will try it uh, and see see what it's all about. But like, yeah, like what you had echoed, Donny. You know, after Hellblade, I, I didn't expect this to be the the next title from from Ninja Theory, but I think that it'll be uh, it'll be decent. It won't be bad. You know, I don't think it'll be bad. It just might not be everybody's cup of tea. It's not what we're expecting. Um, but really, just it was a. An interesting direction for them to go, you know. After the the BAFTA award winning, the Game of the Year contending Hellblades, as soon as Sacrifice. So, um, let's move a little bit past that. Now, when we think about this conference, you know, I might jump around here a little bit. I'm not going to go just directly down the way it went in the conference sphere, but another of the big things that was in the head of the conference in that area was Cyberpunk. Now. What was interesting about this with Cyberpunk is that they had a special guest come out on stage after it was revealed that he was in the game. The the door opened, the smoke was out, and the, the lighting from the back illuminated a, a silhouette and out stepped Mr. Keanu Reeves. So I don't think anybody was expecting to see Keanu Reeves on the Xbox stage. I don't remember hearing anybody talk about that at all. But Donnie, what did you think about seeing Keanu Reeves... On the Xbox stage and in Cyberpunk, that's one of those Sabi leaks. Okay, <laughs> totally. Well,
1: that one on. Um, no, Caroline lost her mind when this happened. We have video clips. It's on Twitch. It's on the highlight. Uh, Caroline helped uh, live stream it with us today, and um, well, she went crazy because she loves herself some Keanu Reeves. And, uh, and I saw the character model in the game. I mean, it looks great. But I mean, Cyberpunk itself looks super. It looks fantastic. Must have play, must play game. I'm not sure. I mean, one of the trends that this show started—that is, you know, with the other shows that have come since—is definitely doesn't seem to be just an Xbox thing. There are a lot of games that are 2020. We saw a lot of games for next year. I wonder how many will come after Cyberpunk. If Cyberpunk might be like the, the you know, the fond farewell that we kind of end this gin on, if you, if you can even call it that. That was something I was talking to Josh about on the live stream. Is like, what do we even call it? Because. If all of our consoles, we plug in the next console and all of the games we currently own just appear and you keep playing them, then nothing's in. Like the generation hasn't ended at all. We just upgraded. It's no different than the X or the Pro. It's the same thing. It's just another model.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: generation hasn't ended. It may do cool things that this gen can't, but if I can, you know, plug in my Project Scarlet box in next November and still play Cyberpunk, then the generation hasn't ended. And this game, oh man, Cyberpunk looks great. Mm -hmm. It really, really, really looks great, and uh, I'm really excited, and uh, way, way beyond the Keanu part, like, that's give or take for me, I don't really care. It's fun, fun, fun fan pop, to be honest with you, but Uh nothing, doesn't do much more for me outside of that.
0: I think it was a pretty cool get to have him on there, obviously, and it was neat to see him integrated into the Cyberpunk um, trailer. He was a little off in my mind, at least up on the stage. Like his delivery of some of the lines was like, that's kind of weird. But I don't know if he's used to talking to a big crowd or anything like that. I'm sure he is, but you know, that was just kind of interesting the way he delivered some of his lines there. Kyle, what say you about Cyberpunk 2077?
2: Yep. Yeah. Looks like an interesting game still. I think it's interesting that they bleeped the trailer i that i just found to be very i forgot odd. all about
1: that you're right yeah, yeah. because the dude is just bleeding out in the car and there's like carnage everywhere and they bleeped every cuss word yeah i just i just because i i feel like last time they didn't do that because people made a, a
2: big deal about the fact that the one dude dropped the f-bomb constantly so i feel i just thought that was odd but the game still looks great Keanu on stage, that's cool. It's like when EA has the soccer players on stage when they're talking about FIFA. That's cool. I'm sure for some people that's real awesome. And I like Keanu more than I like most soccer players and I think Keanu's movies are great. Him being in the game would not make me does not make me any more or any less interested in it. It's cool. I think that's a really another sign that video games are very mainstream, that they're really pushing that mainstream line and we're not this niche hobby anymore. Um, So it was cool he was there, but it's not anything that makes me more or less interested. Still a game I will pick up, still a game I'm interested in playing. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of games that were announced for between January and when Cyberpunk's coming out, So, right. which is still cool. That's fine. But uh, yeah, it still looks great. I just wish we would have gotten more. I mean, we got a ton of gameplay last year. That video came later, but it's, that's kind of my story of the C3 is I wish we would have got more gameplay for a lot of things.
0: Mm, that's That's a fair point. Um, we we haven't seen a lot of gameplay a lot this year. It's been a lot of uh, CG trailers, which tells you the tone of the the games and kind of what they're working with. So that doesn't, it's not always a bad thing, but I do like when we saw, for instance, with um, the Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order, we did get a chance to finally see some gameplay of that, and people are like, when I saw some Twitter reactions, they were being very disparaging about that saying, oh, this looks like it controls like a PS3 game I was like, what do you mean it looks like it controls like a PS3 game? Um, I, I just, you know, people they're always finding something to complain about about something, right? But I think with CG trailers, it shows the intent, and it shows really what the artistry that they're looking to accomplish is uh, and I'm always, always a fan of that kind of stuff.
1: I think Star Wars looks amazing. Oh, I did too. That was also in the showcase. Yeah, and then then the EA stream yesterday and then in the showcase today, like Star Wars, it's very much like Star Wars Uncharted. It seems to look, it looks environmentally like Uncharted. It seems to almost move like Uncharted. And then the combat is heavier. It's, It's heavier than, you know, the Force Unleashed. You're not just button mashing and flying up to the air and swinging every which way. Like, it looks like, kind of the movies, like using a lightsaber has a weight and mm-hmm. you need to somewhat, you know, care about the type of actions you're pulling off. I, I think it looks fantastic. I, a lot of people said a lot of things about, you know, like the character models and things like that, things I would agree with. I think, you know, like there, you can always pick apart anything, but in total, I'm very happy that you convinced me to pre-order this game. This game looks like it might be one of the stalwarts of the fall. Um, I mean, it just looks very, very exciting. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad it got some stage time.
0: Yeah, it got some really good early on again stage time with the uh, with their trailer on here, and it was cool to see. So yes, or uh, yeah, Saturday we saw the trailer where it just kind of introduced Saw was in the game, and you went through this mission, and then you got to kind of see some more aspects of that particular mission, but also things other things thrown in there. Um, the the time where Saw meets.
1: Um, I man when they climb, when they climb like the Mhm. Does you like Horizon vibes? I mean. Josh, or not Josh, Kyle, what do you think? I can see that
2: a little bit. This game, obviously, is quite a bit more linear, I think, than Horizon is. I know a lot of people argue that maybe Horizon isn't a quote-unquote open-world game. But, yeah, I think there's some vibes there. I can understand that. I think it seems like they're just taking a lot of best practices, if you would, or things people like from different games and putting them together in one game to try to give you a really cool Star Wars experience, which I'm all for. That sounds great. Yeah,
0: I mean, as long as it's it's a fun Star Wars game and it's got lightsabers, it's got the Force, I'm in. It's It looks like it's going to be a good time, and I think that, you know, it, like you said, Donnie, with the fall, there's not a ton of games, big titles coming out this year. This will be probably that marquee title, and uh, it, it's it's nice to see that it's looking good, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know that they're going to put all the marketing and all the commercials behind the Star Wars name. The Star Wars movie will be coming out soon, so they'll have all of that going for it, and yeah, that entire kind of machine will start revving up, and yeah, um, we don't need to say any more nice things about Star Wars. It looks great. We're all going to play it. I think everybody's going to play it. I mean, there's not many people I've seen that are like, I don't want to play this. The game looks fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Xbox Game Pass. Now, we all are very familiar with Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox. We have been proponents of the service. We believe it's a great value. They are now officially bringing it to PC as of today. And um, one thing that I wasn't clear on, and maybe you guys caught this, Is this a separate service from Game Pass? So if I subscribe to Game Pass now on the Xbox, do I have to have a separate subscription to get Xbox Game Pass on PC?
1: You do, but you don't have to. Well, the ultimate thing, right? Yes. If you get ultimate, it includes all. Mm -hmm. So ultimate is your everything. It's live, it's PC, it's Xbox, and there are certain games already available for Xbox Game Pass for PC that aren't available on Xbox, like CrossCode which is a big game that a lot of people, you know, they've said really nice things about. Um, so that's why that whole $1 to get you into ultimate thing, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a kind of big promotion for them. They want to try to convert as many people to ultimate as possible.
0: Now, for me, I'm not, I'm not a huge PC player. I, I have a PC and I can run games on here if I wanted to, but I just never find myself playing on my computer uh, for you, t- you two here on this panel. Does the, the PC side of the game pass Uh, entice you one way or another. What say you, Kyle?
2: Not for me. I don't play basically anything on PC, so I think it's a great thing for those who play games on PC and a great way to you know get Microsoft, for Microsoft to get their name out there and to try to continue to recapture that PC gaming space that they have said they're trying to work very hard to get back into. So for those players I think it works great. For myself personally, I really never play games on PC, so it has not any interest to me at all.
1: Um, I would echo Kyle's comments only maybe I would I would probably be tempted to do something if they had like one really big exclusive or something that really captured me that you could only play on PC. Mm-hmm. There are certain games like that that so if anything like that was I would be interested. For example, if Tunic came to PC first and was going to be on PC for six months, I would totally upgrade and buy and play Tunic on. I want to play that as soon as possible. I'm thinking like Gears tactics. If they hold true to gears tactics and it's only for pc then yeah i'm not gonna pay 10 12 20 for it i'm just gonna get ultimate and play it that way so Mm -hmm. Um, but i'm not i'm not gonna play many things that way i'm like many of these indie games that we saw announced today that are available on the pc side i'll just wait for them to come to xbox
0: with the game pass on pc there will be as on console over 100 high quality games that it says so uh some of the titles are going to be football manager 2019 imperator Imperator, Imperator, whatever, Rome, and then Metro Exodus, which also, Metro Exodus, uh, was launched into Xbox Game Pass today for console, along with uh, Hollow Knight and Batman Arkham Knight and Borderlands, the handsome collection. So uh, what are are the thoughts on these new additions into Xbox Game Pass on console? Uh, Kyle, have you played any of these games? Any thoughts
2: on any of these four titles? I have played Hollow Knight, and I have played the Handsome Jack collection, and Game Pass still just continues to be a great value. I have not played Metro Exodus yet. I've been interested in it, and now maybe I will. I think that Xbox is doing a really good job of creating a lot of value to anyone who is looking to be able to play games and be able to play them in a way that is affordable and to play pretty current titles a lot of the time with still having a healthy backlog, if you would, of Uh, notable other games that are maybe a touch older so i think this is four great games to have on to i played arkham knight as well so i've played three of the four and the one that i haven't played i'm interested in playing so yeah i think it's a great set of four games for sure
0: donnie have you played all these games or
1: what's what's your experience everything really except for borderlands which also dropped the new dlc that's supposed to lead into the third one so Mm -hmm. i will you know try that out borderland's never been my thing but uh like most things with game pass i'm just totally open to just downloading trying something because i have access to it i don't have to pay anything for it so it's it's really great though they dropped a lot of other stuff they didn't announce too like if you go and open up your xbox i downloaded like 10 games today just add them to the queue like Shinmu, like the remaster that was added um like war Group. i mean there's a lot of things you no know, cross code is coming i can't even remember them all but there's 10 games up there that you can go and download that are that are out there. And then Metro, of course, mm-hmm. um, Metro is a big one and, and a triple A experience and a shooter. I'm looking forward to at least giving a try. I don't And I, I don't think it's for me. The series has never really been for me. But again, you know, why not? <laughs> like yeah. It's in there. You might as well try it.
0: And I think with with this edition now, all three, I believe, are in Game Pass. Uh, so if you wanted to try the series, I think it's a good time to at least try it. Uh, in addition to these games that were added today, and I, I also saw that there were some additional ones added, Donnie. Um, I'm Everspace,
1: wondering I think, is in there, which mm-hmm. I played at uh, Momocon last year. It's gorgeous on Xbox. Um, I tried playing on the Switch. It's not the same experience, so like, I actually stopped playing and I was like, this isn't as good.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking tomorrow at the Inside Xbox, they'll probably talk a little bit more about some of these new games that just happened in the Game Pass as well, uh, give them a little more time to discuss that more. Um, but in, in addition to that, so they announced a lot of games you know that aren't yet out will be coming into Game Pass. So there's over 25 new games coming into Game Pass that they talked about. Uh, that includes ID at Xbox games, um, obviously Gears 5, Battletoads, which I don't know if that's anybody's jam. Uh, the Outer Worlds, obviously, is going to go into Game Pass, which is great. I'm super excited for that because when they showed that trailer, I thought it would they did a really good job Showcasing what the game is going to be, and then Ori and the Will of the Wisps early next year in the Game Pass as well. Donnie, I know you wanted to play that game today.
1: <laughs> I wanted to play that. If I would have bet my house, that I was playing that game by the end of the year. This is three I, x. This is three e threes in a row. Nathan, three e threes in a row. That we've seen Ori, and now it's twenty twenty, and it's twenty twenty. It's spring twenty twenty with like. 8,000 every other game that we saw. It's all spring twenty twenty. As I was joking with Kyle earlier, how many of the spring twenty twenties are gonna end up being fall 2020 or 2021?
0: So here's my theory about this this spring summer window in 2020. That is a clearinghouse for this generation. Every game that's been in development for this generation is coming out in that window. Uh because if if they miss that window, they're probably gonna not sell as well when the new generation starts coming out.
1: But if it's uh, all back and pat, what does it matter? It, <laughs> like, if you just buy Cyberpunk and put it in your new Xbox, what does it matter? Quote,
0: to quote uh, some, some of our friends here on PSVG, old game is old, even if it's not old. So, <laughs> old I'm generation. thinking,
1: like, several of these games, now, this isn't the show for this, but I think several of these games will just be delayed till next gen. I'm not saying they'll come out and come out again. I'm saying they'll just be like, yeah, it's not spring anymore. Now it's fall. And, uh, so we'll see
0: Kyle, any of these games, uh, that are coming into and premiering into game
2: pass that discussed any of them on your radar that you would have otherwise pre-ordered. I don't, that's a good question. I don't know what I would have pre-ordered probably Ori, maybe outside of that. I, if we're talking all of them, I'd play gears. I would play probably Ori.
1: That's probably it. What about after party? I for you, why do you guys laugh? I like these indie games, damn it. (laughs) No, I I like like
2: After Party is a game though that I don't know that I would have pre ordered. I am interested in and I would have looked at reviews for and then potentially purchased. I got you, but I'm not saying I would have pre ordered it. Of if that, that the question as posed to me, those are probably the only two. Like Outer Worlds looks cool, I will definitely take the opportunity to play it since it's on Game Pass. I don't know if I would have pre ordered it. Um, even the new Ninja Theory game that we talked about at the top of the show, Bleeding Edge, I don't know that I would have pre-ordered or purchased at any point, but I want to try it, so that's cool. So, they're doing a good job of getting people to try and give them the option to play games that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise, Um, and ensuring that, you know, their first parties are getting an audience that they may not have gotten without this service, which is cool. What do you
0: think of that tagline that they kind of leaned into this year, the the find that find your next great game. What do you think about that that compare that to to Game Pass or partner with that with Game Pass rather? And when they lean into that and they have all these games coming out there that aren't necessarily in your wheelhouse, how many games have you played that you wouldn't have otherwise and have actually found that you've enjoyed? Donnie?
1: Found that I've enjoyed is an interesting way to put it, because I've played a lot of Game Pass games that I haven't enjoyed, um, to be quite honest with you. The, the the two that most people are playing just recently, what are, what are those? Um, Void Bastards, which I actually never thought I was going to enjoy, but it's like, it's crazy deep and it looks great. Like It's a quality game, don't get me wrong, but I, I did a little researching on that one. I knew I probably wasn't going to like it anyway, but I tried it, downloaded it and played it. They got somebody to play the game that, you know, I never would have bought it. And then the other one is at the Outer Wilds. I don't like that game at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> or is it, is it the Outer Worlds? I, can, I always get the confused. Which doubt. one's Which one's the one that's out? Which, so I call one the good one and one the one I don't like. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't like the game at all. But a lot of people do. Jared does. Jared loves the game. I wasn't as into it. But I try a lot of them. I probably download a Game Pass game and play it like once a week. Um, I just started playing Ruiner. Which is came out like a couple years ago. I love that game. That game is really good, and I never would have bought that game. I didn't even know about that game, and uh, it's just like Travis Strikes Again. Basically, it's like Travis Strikes Again ripped that game off. It's like very Suda Fifty One hack and slash, very like on on point. And uh, there are things like, I I've still never played. Super Hot just downloaded it. Um, there's a game in there that I downloaded today called Silence, which just looks gorgeous. I downloaded it because the screenshots were were pretty. I was like, "Oh, that looks good." <laughs> Download that and try it. I don't know. Um, Guacamelee Two was another one of those games that dropped today. Um, but to be honest with you, how many games launched in the Game Pass that I, I love? A handful. Um, if, if we're not in counting, you know, if we're not counting the first party games, but how many have I played? Oh, dozens, dozens and dozens, dozens I would have never played beforehand. To be honest with you, and then you add on top of it. The first party releases and i mean as kyle said I, I i don't know how everybody else either doesn't already have this or is it preparing for this or combats i don't know like this it seems unfair <laughs> to, to like game makers that we get all of this content all of this access um for for game pass but i mean it, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cry about it it's amazing
0: mm-hmm. so kyle have you had much chance to hop in the game pass and play any games off that service
2: So Donnie and I have actually had this conversation or, or talked about it. I really struggle with playing games that are part of Game Pass because I get caught up in the idea that I bought X new release for $60. I should probably play that new release I paid money for versus the granted I'm paying for Game Pass. It's not like I don't pay for that subscription but I kind of have that feeling of, well, that's just always kind of there. It's like when I go into Netflix and there's 40 things I want to watch, but I don't really know which one's speaking to the most to me. So I go back and watch a movie I've seen a thousand times. <laughs> I, that's kind of my problem with Game Pass. And that's a me problem, not a Game Pass problem, that I get in there and I just always feel like I should be playing the things I've purchased rather than these games that just are part of this service.
0: Uh, for me, there it's one of those things, too, with my gaming time is very limited now. And I do have a lot of games that I've downloaded from Game Pass that I intend to play. But I also have a lot of games that I've purchased from the Xbox Live Store that I intend to play. And I have games wrapped in cellophane that I intend to play. <laughs> so, um, and I always just end up playing Apex Legends. <laughs> but what's, you know, the nice thing about it is is—is that you have the option to, let's say you're just not feeling Apex one night, or you're just not feeling whatever that game is that you just were playing. You just want, to your Netflix analogy, you just want to watch an episode of The Office, or you just want something a little bit different for the night. So you just pop in Game Pass Game X and try it out and see if you think it's worth your time. I, I usually know within the first five, ten minutes whether or not I'm going to like the game, so I'll give it five or ten minutes on Game Pass. If I don't like it, no harm, no foul. Just toss it out and say that that one's off the list. So, uh, of games that I've really enjoyed on there, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I've discovered on Game Pass. There are some that I, I've liked, and I've tolerated, and I haven't deleted yet. <laughs> but as far as ones that are just like that, that higher bar level, like find your next best game or whatever, um, I, I'm hoping that The Outer Worlds is one of those games. Um, Forza Horizon 4 obviously launched on Game Pass, but I had already bought that, so I don't really count that in that uh, kind of mentality, but um speaking about forza horizon 4
1: i hang on, i wanted to say it like i um, so i'm i'm doing this weird thing for over the next three days my gamers club unlocked expires and i have been pre-ordering games everything. everything everything i can stretch a dollar i'm pre-ordering and i gotta tell you it's extremely refreshing to not have to worry about games that are coming to xbox game pass mm-hmm. like i'm just i'm i'm like i don't need to worry about ori or Gears 5 or The Outer Worlds or any of these like indie games. Like I'm cross code after party. These are Switch games that are coming to Switch. Why am I gonna play them there? <laughs> That's the power of Game Pass. It's like they're already there. They just it's funny. Every time Nintendo does a direct, they show ten indie games, all ten of those come to Game Pass. Mm. Like game they're just picking Nintendo games left and right. And I'm why would I not play them? Like they're there. That's exactly where I'm gonna play them. So um Game Pass blow me away blowing me away and uh i I continue to love it and will especially more after this and uh to to your guys's credit though, you have to consider or at least acknowledge that like sea of thieves and state of decay and things like that they still have life i think a large part due to game pass right
2: yeah oh for sure absolutely yeah
1: yeah
0: um or like master chief collection getting oh
1: Oh, good one yes
0: that's Gives you more player base for that. So that's a great put in the game pass. But um, I want to talk about Forza because this week. Highlight of the show. This week, there's a new uh, uh, expansion pass being launched out there. Yep. And I was curious, you know, after Forza Horizon 3, Hot Wheels was fantastic. It was so good. It just made so much sense. It was so fun. Such a joy to play the Hot Wheels expansion. And I was like, I don't know how they're ever going to top this. Now, it remains to be seen whether or not they will. But if they're gonna do it, Lego is the way to go to try to get this thing done. Like when they played this trailer and they had the everything is awesome theme <laughs> kind of start up and I'm just like and I just watched the, the second Lego movie like last week. So it's all fresh in my mind and I'm really excited for this. Oh, and they had a supercar on the stage, kind of. Was that an actual car or was that just a Lego model? I couldn't I couldn't it was a,
1: like... it was a model made out of Legos.
0: Okay. So when when I saw it was a car on stage, I was like, "Oh man, they put the car back on the stage again." That's just kind of like a stupid thing. But then when they said it was a Lego model, I was like, "I love this! (laughs) Makes so much sense." (laughs) So that's so gamers.
1: Cars bad, Legos good. You're
0: like, "Yeah." Danny, tell me what's your hype level about?
1: Oh, Uh, it's super hype. This is my this is my I was most excited about this for the entire show. All of it, everything considered, that they showed, and they showed a lot of great things. Most excited for Lego. It was really hype. Because I knew the moment I saw it that Jack was gonna love it. And he did. I showed him the trailer and he lost his mind. He's really excited for it. I'm also really excited because it's coming soon. And you guys know me, I like those. I'm sh- you know, short attention span. I want to see things announced, play them soon. I and it comes it out right away.
0: Now. I'm sorry? Is it available now?
1: That would have been fantastic. Oh I was checking the store for pre orders before the show was over. I was like refreshing the, the store. It's twenty dollars. Um, and it just, it's just I mean, though, right? it's just it's not a standalone, right? Uh yeah, it's an expansion. Okay. It's an add-on. And uh I mean I'm 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 excited to come back to Forza. I haven't played it in a while. And uh I liked I liked Forza 4. didn't love it as much as 3, but I still liked it. Played it a lot. Don't get me wrong. Still enjoyed it. Um so I'm excited to go back to it. And it looks chaotic, crazy fun. Hot Wheels was crazy in the sense that you could like drive in the sky. This is crazy in the sense that there's like destructible environments. You can just run I want to like just you know, it's like Lego City but Forza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want to just wreck like benches and light poles and fences and i just want to see lego bricks scatter everywhere as i just like peel around this town it looks fantastic
0: you know what i want to see in this expansion donnie and i don't know if this is just me just over overreaching but wouldn't it be great if there was a race mode where your goal was to destroy the other cars
1: that would be that would be amazing that would be like that would be donnie's greatest favorite thing (laughs) Uh, i hope i hope they have new signs i hope there's lego signs you get to bust so when you bust through the signs, you break into Legos. What do you think that everything is
0: just Legos, and you can just drive through anything, anywhere? Just if you'd... anything, just go right. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to to that as well this week.
1: Through the building, Lego stuff too. <laughs>
0: um. So, Kyle, for you, Lego Forza Horizon.
2: What's your take? Does absolutely nothing for me. <sighs> I'm not a, and that it could be amazing. I'm just not a driving game person. I never have been. So it just as far as things that are a priority for me or things I'd be interested in checking out, this would be way down my list. All right. Well, how about Psychonauts 2? Is that on your list at all? That is kind of on my list. I think that Double Fine does interesting things, and I think their games are often more interesting than they are good, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I am will probably try it when it comes out, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: So I am definitely just a fan of Tim Schafer and just... His type of humor, and I like it a lot. Um, and he actually had some of that on, on the stage today. So they announced today that they did acquire another studio in the Xbox Game Studio portfolio, which continues to grow, and that is Double Fine. So, Donnie, what do you want to see from Double Fine? Obviously, we're going to see Psychonauts 2 here, and it's going to de- debut in Game Pass. But what do you want to see from Double Fine in the future?
1: I'm not going to lie to you or our listeners. There's probably... I'm probably the least excited person about this announcement in all of PSVG. Um, but I don't like Broken Age. Never played Psychonauts. Like these games don't speak to me. Not that interested. I don't like Grim Fandango. I'm just not. I honestly, this is a wipe away moment. I mean, studio acquisitions don't happen often. It's a big thing. I absolutely, ob- I obviously know who Tim Schafer is and respect you know his merits to gaming. I know Kevin loves his stuff. I Know Jason loves his stuff, but I don't. So to me, it didn't do much for me.
0: Fair point. So one of his or his double finds games that I really enjoy the most uh, was actually a games with gold that was released um, probably four years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, But it was like an XCOM, XCOM type strategy game. And I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. It was something Gauntlet or off the top of my head, I can't remember. But it released on Xbox live with uh, the free games. And I've never played that type of game before. And I really enjoyed like the strategy behind it and the humor with it and everything that they did to kind of just make it enjoyable to play. Uh, so if they do something along that lens again, I would really look forward to that. Um, but really just, I want to see what they can bring to the, the, the scene from a humor point of view. Uh, it, it's nice just to have a, a game company that can make, decent games, but inject humor into them because a lot of times we don't find a ton of good humor. It's all dark and it's all gritty and it's all... But I would love to see what they could do with, with that kind of scene. But Donnie, when I saw the Blair Witch, I thought of you. So when this game started playing and I was just like, this is kind of crazy. This is horror. This is right up Donnie's alley. What was your take on Blair Witch?
1: Me and Josh were over the moon. We were really excited. We both thought it was Outlast first. Um, it's coming from Alan the people Wake. that... I'm sorry? I thought it was Alan Wake. It's coming from the people that made um, Layers of Fear. And those are fantastic games. The The conversation that Josh and I had on the stream was... I, I'm getting... Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm getting tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the... Um, like, you're lost, find your way out of it horror game. It's not my favorite type of game. I love the horror setting and the themes but I hate playing a game where I feel like I'm constantly lost and I don't know where I'm going or what direction I'm in. I don't like that. Just drop in. You've got to find your way out and you're being hunted at every corner. Um, I've saw some blogs following up on this and it seems like it's, it might not be that way. It's kind of, you know, it seems to be a story driven adventure game. So we'll see how much it kind of falls. And there are a lot of horror games that really kind of play on that. Um, it seems like this generation, that's been a big thing. So, um, I don't know. I need to know more about it, but definitely am I down to like run through the woods and, you know, try to escape the Blair Witch. Absolutely. <laughs> any, any like scary movie fan wants to do that. Yeah. So it looks great. And uh, we didn't get a price. We didn't get an announcement. They did say soon, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know a date, but I, I would expect before fall. If you, if you say soon, I'm thinking like soon, like not, you know, like this season, this quarter, not next quarter or the end of the year. But we'll, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Kyler, are you a fan of spooky games? I used to be a fan of spooky games. I am less a fan of spooky games as I get older. And this game looks interesting, though. I The first thing I said to myself once they revealed what it was, was I didn't know Blur Witch was still a big deal property, I guess? They got it on the cheap, maybe? Probably, but it looks cool. I think it definitely has some... There's some possibilities there. When I played Outlast, I got to a point where... I just put the controller down and said I'm not playing this game anymore because I got too freaked out. Uh, so I'm I'm cool with that happening again. That we could we could at least start it and see what happens.
0: You know, I don't like horror games or scary games or anything like that because I'm 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 a scaredy pants, I guess. But so when I got my VR, <laughs> I, there was a demo disc that had uh, was chair or kitchen or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, uh, kitchen. And you're sitting in this thing. You're like tied to this. Uh, chair and <laughs> i just i had to turn it off for like within five minutes i think it was crazy like there was this, this thing like coming right in your face and stuff was moving around and it just not for me but donnie I, I hope you and josh find so much enjoyment
1: everything you just said is the reason why i bought vr
2: <laughs> that's the, the kitchen is what became resident evil 7 so
0: okay i'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from that
2: <laughs>
0: all right let's let's We'll come back into games as we wrap things up, but I want to talk a little bit about consoles here, about the future of console gaming, about what the new Xbox is, Project Scarlet. So, are you guys ready for 8K games at 120 um, frames per second?
2: Nope. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a TV that can do that, so nope, I'm not ready for it.
1: I'll take all the frames you can give me, so absolutely. <laughs> do all the frames and all the Ks. Bigger, pretty game. Bigger,
0: they say this box is roughly four times as powerful as the Xbox One X, which, as we know, is the most powerful console on the planet at this point. Xbox still wants to hold on to that moniker, you know, Xbox being the most powerful console, best place to play. Um, the specs on this, they, they didn't go into a deep dive like we know about the PS5. They just touched on a little bit here. Obviously, a, um, a new bleeding-edge technology on the processor side Um a GDDR6 memory that's going to be paired with a solid-state drive to allow them to do almost, quote-unquote, instant loads to kind of eliminate load times, which I know everybody's more of a fan of that. Uh, and it's going to have a next-generation, quote-unquote, solid-state drive. We see both consoles, uh, Sony and Xbox, doing the solid-state drive. I, I, I'm curious what the size is going to be of these drives, because, as we both know, as these games get more fidelity, more um, girth, we'll call it, they tend to bloat a little bit. Look at Master Chief Collection. It's over 100 gigabytes uh, in that game. Or even, heck, just uh, The Witcher 3, I think, is above 100 gigs when you have all the attachments, or attachments, <laughs> all the expansions installed. So what do you guys think about the this next generation of gaming? We're just talking about the console here. Uh, Donnie, is this what you wanted to see? It's coming holiday 2020. Uh, it's about a year and a half away now. What what'd you think?
1: Kyle, tell Nathan the scuttlebutt that's floating around the internets from the, uh, the insiders and the people that are there.
2: I would like to point out, I was not going to bring this up.
1: Oh no, it's good discussion. It's valuable.
2: So the scuttlebutt, I shouldn't say scuttlebutt, the rumor or the conversation that is happening on the E3 show floor from developers with press is that the PS5 is more powerful than, than Xbox Scarlet. Yep. Hmm. That's what developers are saying.
1: It's not just like PlayStation folks. There's a lot of folks that are kind of saying that now. To follow that up, I would just like to say that everything that we heard about the Xbox follows the leaks that came out that have been out for months. Actually, they've been out for a while now. If you go and Google and look for it, and to be honest with you, whichever one is more powerful, like in the teraflop number, it I don't think it's going to matter because both of these boxes basically have the exact same internal builds. They're both running off new SSDs. They're both running the exact same chipset. Like these things are very, very similar. So we're talking about a, a huge jump. Don't get me wrong. This SSD is going to change the way console gamers Think and view and play video games, which we discussed when the PS4 uh, leaks or specs came out in the article like this is going to change things big time. Um, so actually, I don't think the teraflop number and all this garbage. I actually don't think it's going to matter that much on next gen hardware because between streaming, between cloud infrastructure and between like this SSD, the raw teraflop number. I don't even think we'll have games that can push that like that's such it's such a leap. From what we know of video games right now. It's going to be more about efficiency. It's going to be more about less load times, faster, more details, you know, no pop in. It's going to be more about those things next gen than six teraflops versus four and a half teraflops in, in, in 4K native versus checkerboarding. Next gen will be all 4K, 60 frames. It's, that's going to be baseline. It all does that. It'll be all about the actual game making. Part of it i don't think we'll be seeing a whole lot of 8k 120 frames video games made in the next five years yeah i
2: think we're i think we're hitting a point of diminishing returns that yeah. i think this especially with this next leap they're both going to be great consoles i have no doubt so i don't think whichever one is quote unquote more powerful is going to matter that much because i don't know how many 8k 120 hertz refresh televisions are out there right now or even will be a year from now So that are at a reasonable price. So from a console perspective, the solid state drive and the load times is the thing I'm most interested in. And I'm really excited and happy that both PlayStation and Xbox have said, this is the thing we're focusing on. This is what we need to reduce as that kind of final hurdle over game immersion is getting rid of these load times. So that to me, the fact that everyone's kind of focusing on that and that's where we're going is great because... You know, I have my 4K TV that I'm probably not replacing anytime soon. Yeah, so if both consoles hit. If both consoles hit 4K 60, I'm thrilled. That's all I need for probably a, a considerable amount of time.
1: I think the variables for this next gen, if we can, I mean, we're a year and a half out, so I mean, this is a lot of speculation on our part, on my part at least. But I think the the points are going to come down to price. Price is always going to matter, and then it's going to. I think we're we're lining ourselves up for a exclusives versus Game Pass argument. And I I think that's really what is going to happen. It's going to be like, what do you want? You want to play Spider-Man Horizon or you want Game Pass? Uh, One of the things Josh and I were talking about on the stream earlier, they announced with this console, Halo Infinite will launch with the console. That means if you have Game Pass, you're just going to buy the console and be able to play the game Mm -hmm. and probably a bunch of other games. So it's like, do you want to do that? Or do you want to buy Horizon and Spider-Man and all these other things? Like that seems to be the argument that's going to be drawn you know 18 months from now
0: and i would i would venture to guess that the console will come with a month or whatever of game pass so you can go home get game pass in there and you can have access to all these games including your launch There are probably a launch lineup that are are uh, in tandem with the console i would assume maybe 10 games maybe in game pass that's just insane you're
1: gonna bring home a box and plug it in and have tons of options to play <laughs> i mean that's We've never experienced this before.
0: <laughs> exactly. That is the proposition right there. You go, you go buy it, and hey, guess what? Here's here's a month of Game Pass, which includes all these great games, which now are probably enhanced even more for than Scarlet, and just continue to leverage that that ability to make the the games that exist currently that you already own that are already available to you look even better, perform even better, load quicker. I mean, could you imagine playing Mass Effect without the loading screen or the the elevator load times? you know, going through that and just having to cut that out and just, uh,
2: there were some fun conversations in there, but I would, I would be okay with not having those at all. But anyway, like you said, though, I do wonder how big these drives are going to be since these are both custom made drives that they've worked hard on internally. I do wonder how big these are going to be because right now on my Xbox one X, I think I have 14 games and my it's full.
0: Mm -hmm. So here's my, my hypothesis what I think they'll do is that you might have, you'll probably have a terabyte, maybe a two terabyte drive in these things, even though, you know, that seems a little bit low. But I think via Azure and cloud and all this other jazz, they're going to have optimized storage. So if you haven't played a game in a while, it's not going to cache it locally on your drive. It's going to cache locally what you need to play. Um, And it'll probably pair around a little bit of the cloud gaming with it too. So that way, if you own this title and you need to load it up, but if you want to play it right away, it'll pair it up and just start you playing, and it might be in that lower quality from the stream, and then within like 15 minutes, you'll be on the higher quality because it's cached enough data locally. That would make sense. So that would kind of at least alleviate that that data use issue that we can see now. Um, because, I mean, to be honest, I have a ton of stuff on my Xbox just because I have downloaded it and I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I haven't launched it in a year or two, so it can prioritize that like, we can take this this off the drive and put something else on there much more important. So I think that's uh, where we see the future of storage because we don't need a ton of storage locally, to be honest. If you have a fast internet connection and everything is the streaming hybrid cloud environment enables you to do this type of thing, I think that's what we'll see. Donnie, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think... I. I've said this since the beginning with xCloud. I think xCloud will be a, you can play your game immediately. You can stream it right now or you can download it and download. It's going to take some time, but you can stream it immediately. And I think that's going to be like their convenience push to get you into streaming things. And you might find out that it works so well that you never, you stop downloading things. I stopped downloading podcasts like a year ago. I just hit the play button and they just start playing. It's like, why am I going to wait for it to download and store all this stuff on my local device? I don't need to. And I think that'll be the, the, the way that they use that. So mm-hmm. I mean I have a four terabyte hard drive in my current Xbox and I intend on just plugging it into the next one.
0: <laughs> well that'll work, that'll do it. Um, so let's let's go into now this project X Cloud and this their take on what that is. They didn't I wanted more information. I wanted yeah. to go deeper on this because we just had Stadia announced. I wanted them to to parry and provide their details just to the same level that Stadia did as far as, you know, what their structure is going to look like, what they're going to actually do. But
1: we didn't get that at all. I don't think they had to. What they told you was everything that you needed to know. Am I alone in that? I mean, I am, I was completely, I'm not going to lie to you, I was completely blown away. So they said X Cloud October, they're mm-hmm. going to let us play, I'm going to call it remote play, but they're saying you're going to be able to turn your Xbox into a cloud server. Basically, you're going to be able to remote directly to your Xbox and play your stuff in the cloud. But Phil said the magic word. Like if you were on the fence about the stadium, you didn't really know how this was going. Phil said everything he needed to let Xbox customers know. Free streaming for games in your library.
0: Mm-hmm. Presumably include Game Pass titles too.
1: Exactly. So you wouldn't even have to have an Xbox. You could have Xbox Game Pass for PC and have 100 PC games that you could stream. Right away, I mean, I I, I said this. I'm still excited for Stadia. Don't get me wrong. I am. I like Google. But I don't understand. They have to pivot. Like, they can't. This isn't going to work for them. Like, this $10 a month fee with this PlayStation Plus rollout. Like, who's going to do that if, I know this is a big if, but still if, you have ever had an Xbox? I have an Xbox with 800 games in my library. Why am I going to pay somebody else to stream games the same games when I just stream those for free? Mm -hmm. Even if it's not as good. And I don't think it will be as good. But I think it will be eventually. (laughs) And like the business proposition is there. Like the value proposition is on Xbox's side. So they didn't need to show you everything. They they could save that for an inside Xbox and they'll do an hour long thing where they show you the phone and the tablet and everything else. But They didn't need to. They told you everything you need to know. Hey, all those games that you've been buying, all these games in the Game Pass, this, all the this stuff you saw today, stream it for free. Dude, that's it, huge.
2: It is interesting because Matt Piscatello, who's an analyst for the MPD group, made a comment about how Google Stadia assumes that there's a large group of people out there who need this service that aren't going to be served through their other their current console of choice. And PlayStation has said, nobody knows what this is going to be, but PlayStation has said that PS Now is going to be look different by the end of the year. We don't know what that means or exactly what that will be, but obviously with their with the partnership they made with Microsoft, they are clearly looking at changing things. So if you were a Microsoft owner right now, there's no reason, in a lot of ways, not a lot of reason to get Stadia because xCloud pretty much is going to meet all your needs. Depending on what PlayStation does, if they pivot to something similar... There, your needs are going to be about there. So who is Stadia for then? At that, it's
1: one hundred and thirty <laughs> million people that are not you know they're taken out of the equation. Right, right.
2: So it'll be interesting. But yeah, you, I agree. I I don't know what else I need to know about XCloud other than I could totally use it if I want to. <laughs>
0: like, mm-hmm. I really. So here's here's the the kicker though with Stadia. Uh, if you use that controller, that controller very, very nice. cool that direct connect, reducing the input lag, that's their kicker. Yeah. So that's the thing that might make their uh, more appealing to, to a variety of gamers that don't have an Xbox. But let's say, you know, if you're completely a Nintendo player or completely a PlayStation player, you've never had an Xbox, you're probably going to be more apt to go the Stadia route anyway. But, you know, they they will connect your, your controller to Bluetooth, to your device, and you can play on on whatever tablet or whatever you want to play on. And they got a chance to play a couple games today, after the event. If you were if you were there, so I'd be curious. You know, we had uh, some of our friends, Sean and and Luke, yeah. at Xbox Drive. They were there. I'd love to hear what their their thoughts, and I'm sure we will on an upcoming episode of the Xbox Drive Ball. Wow.
1: Now so- we talked about this in the Discord, and I think it's I, I, I'm gonna wide, wildly speculate here, but I, I feel like this might be pretty sound logic here, considering that we saw how the gaming industry, how these two titans of video games. Arched enemies for 35 years came together to make a partnership in the announcement of Google. I think it's pretty safe to assume that Google's tech is better. I think their their streaming when we play it is going to be better. But how much does that really mean if the other one's free and has all the games that you already have? Mm-hmm. Like I think you can afford to not be better than Stadia while you get better. If It's free. You're not charging anybody doing it, and all of their games are already available. Basically, what what Xbox told their customers, you don't have to leave to do that, Mm -hmm. and like, there's no reason to. And I, like I said in the Discord, even if Google is better and it's 4K and let's say Xbox is only 1080p, I don't think that matters to mass consumers.
0: So if it's me, right, and I'm looking for that on the go solution, and obviously I'll have the Founders Edition of Stadia, and I'll have Cloud available to me i'm more apt just to go the X Cloud route anyway because i have that library of games already i already have the
1: game and it doesn't
0: yeah i'm involved in an ecosystem you know my friends are over there if it's a game it could, could
1: be available. 720p they'd be like 720p only i mean it's like dude on your phone that doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter you <We> look great <laughs>
0: Uh, but I, I I think that it'll be a great comparison to have once they're both fully released. Um, I'm in the preview program on my Xbox, so I'm hoping to maybe get a chance to look at this before October. Be uh, but I, I really think that, you know, if they could tier this up, too, if they wanted to do. I was fully expecting another $10 a month service or something from them for access to xCloud that they would bundle into the Ultimate Game Pass. Um, but they didn't do it. So I'm I'm wondering
1: if they think this is a way to sell more Game Pass. Instead of charging, they think they're going to charge you because you're just going to sign up for Game Pass anyway. Like all these people that own PlayStations, that own Xboxes, how many of them might just sign up for Game Pass just to stream that stuff? Mm -hmm. Just to get access to Halo. Like Kyle doesn't have to play, doesn't have to buy an Xbox to play Halo. He just has to sign up for Game Pass and stream it to his PC. How Mm -hmm. many people out there are going to do that? They don't have to charge for it. it. It might sell itself.
0: Mhm. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what what they do with this. I'm I'm fully I'm still in for for Stadia. I'm still in. I want to check it out. I don't I don't think I'm going to cancel my pre-order anything for the founder's edition, but I, I you know, we've we've had this this ability to do this remote play in the future or in the future in the past a little bit with with Sony's uh, app that they had with the Play Anywhere app. It wasn't the best experience across the board, but I'm just curious how it'll run, you know, on... You have to have good internet at home. You have to have a good upload. And then wherever you're at, you have to have a good download. And, you know, I do, but across the country, people are going to have that kind of connection on both locations at that point. Um, Again, this may not be for them. Those people that are kind of... I don't know. It's it's one of those things, you know, I think, Kyle, you asked the question, and I hate this question... (laughs) who is it for? But I, it's interesting, right? You know, thinking about the, the consumer side of myself, comparing these two products. I, I just don't know. Like I like the, the facet of not even having to worry about my home Xbox being on or connect to my network or anything. I mean, even though I do the instant on, I'm sure it'll turn itself on with the network and all the other jazz. But what if, what if there was some sort of issue where, you know, uh, I don't know. My my son unplugs the power from the Xbox, and I'm on a business trip for ten days, <laughs> and my wife doesn't know how to plug it back in. And she's like, oh, whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself here. So uh, you still have yeah, the
1: option to connect to the cloud servers.
0: Yeah, but then at that point, you have to
1: pay to to have that. Silent. I don't think so. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't explicitly say that, but I, I did put a few tweets in the Discord. I mean, several folks came out. I think Mike Ibarra came out and said like, whether you were using your Xbox or cloud servers like you can stream games in your own library like you wouldn't have to pay for you just have to own the game
0: if that's the case then there you go that's
1: case sealed that's- it's hard to how do you combat that like yeah that's that's where on the stadia cast i didn't want to come off like i am with you i'm still gonna plug in that controller i'm gonna buy a game and play it but it's like am i really gonna pay 60 dollars for stadia games at that point no they have to do something else they have to do a netflix model a game path they can't do this like this you're going to pay us $10 and pay full retail? It's not going to work. It's not a it's not a viable business model.
0: Mm-hmm. Kyle, have you used that PlayStation uh, Remote Play app outside of your house?
1: I have.
2: Yeah, and Dr. to Donnie because I have not. I didn't want to use it without a controller, which I could do starting this fall, but I have not used it since then, no.
1: I played uh, The Last of Us from a hotel room in Denver. How was your uh, it? It was. To be honest with you, it was quite all right. It was just fine. It worked really well. I've played it from my office. Um, the only thing that I had to do on the PlayStation now that could have been fixed since then. It's been a while. Um, but I had to tell my wife to go. I had to call my wife, tell her, go turn on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, please go turn on the PlayStation. Give me the code on the screen. Um, but outside of that, no, it worked. And I would imagine that, you know, these solutions will be better than those. You'll just, you know, press a button. It'll turn on. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it worked great. It was fine. It was playable. It was totally playable. Played on my tablet. So, before we
0: leave the, the console space, the, the rumors circulating around were Scarlet and Anaconda.
1: Yeah. Scarlet oh. is Anaconda.
0: Do we is that what you think? Scarlet? Yeah. And Anaconda? Or they do you think that they had a plan for another one, just scrapped it at
1: the last minute? Who knows? There were rumors that Miyamoto was gonna walk out on stage that everybody that wasn't a me thing. Everybody was tweeting that stuff. You're a gamer, everybody was tweeting, and that didn't happen either. So sometimes rumors are just wrong. You know, sometimes somebody gets an idea of a rumor and then they're they're good enough to believe. But I don't know. I don't know, Nathan. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if when XCloud is unveiled, they show you a Roku-like streaming box. Um, because they're Microsoft and you know they want to sell hardware. So don't get me wrong. Like I could see them very well coming up with a stadia-like solution. Here's a box with a controller and a little box you plug into your TV and you can stream games for 10 bucks a month. That could be the, you know, again, the opposite end of the of the uh, why is it free? Because they're maybe they're planning on selling this other box, um, but uh, I like Scarlet better than in terms of name. Mm-hmm. I want a Project Scarlet Edition Xbox Two or whatever. Yeah, I hope the lettering is in red. Fantastic! <laughs> I already have this in my mind. I, you saw the gray uh-huh. in the picture that they showed. I want a gray. I want an Ohio State theme box. I want a gray box with Project Scarlet across the top in nice red Scarlet font. That's exactly what I want.
0: That'd be great. Love Good. it. All right. So they did announce a controller today, Donnie. You know, they uh, they announced a new Elite Controller version, or sorry, Series 2, which will be releasing November 4th. Um, people have been wanting a new il- release uh, of a, an Elite Controller for a year now, at least. To me, I still have my launch day Elite Controller, and it's doing just fine. I don't need this Series 2 controller. But That being said, I did try to go pre-order it, but I couldn't pre-order it because my credit card expires.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't need another one, but I totally tried to give them $180. <laughs> it's me. It's a can I have your old one then? Can you send me your old one? Like, Can I be... I'll give you a deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to get a dining deal out of here.
0: <laughs> so, this new controller, it has three different settings uh, for, for play styles. So, the old one had two. So, there you go. And then... It had, Is that
1: the clicker thing, like the little...
0: Yeah, the, the button on the front that does the three lights. or the Yeah, two I
1: lights. never cared about that in the first place.
0: All right, keep going. Um, this will have another level for hair trigger locks, which I use. I do the, I do use those, so I think that'll be nice to have a, even a shorter distance. Um, but it's not worth you know necessarily getting a whole new controller for. But it's fully re-engineered um, around the insides. And... They say that there's 30 new features now. I haven't had a chance to really dive deeply into this, um, but they say adjustable tension thumbsticks, wraparound rubberized grips, shorter hair trigger locks, and up to 40 hour rechargeable internal battery. Now, I've never been a big proponent of this whole internal battery thing. Um, I always just have a battery, an Xbox branded battery that I put into these controllers. Costs like 10 bucks. And then when it dies, you can replace it, and it works just fine for me. But people were always on them about this whole uh, battery, not internal future thing. I don't get it. Does that matter to you guys at all?
2: I yeah. always, I will say, I think it's weird when I get my new Xbox. Being a predominantly PlayStation person, that I have In terms to, of battery? Yeah, Yeah, I just find it odd <laughs> that. The current technology we're we're using batteries. That doesn't mean it's bad. I d- I always just am taken. I I'm caught off guard by that. Typically,
1: I'm kind of with you. I have the plug and the uh, plug and play packs. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't use those either. um I admit, No, I don't I don't care about the battery, Nate.
2: I do I think don't... a forty hour charge is pretty impressive, though.
1: Yes, I care more about that. That I care about for sure. So
0: this will launch in November fourth. Any of you guys interested in getting this new elite?
2: I have the original Elite, and I like it quite a bit. And I don't see a reason to replace it at this point.
1: Let me ask you this: um, because before I answer, is it is the reason there was a second one? Do they have like manufacturing or like durability issues? There's like a lot of broken Elite controllers on on eBay and stuff.
0: There's a lot of broken controllers because people don't know how to take care of their controllers, Johnny.
1: Oh, so you have, the, this controller require like like oiling and maintenance and stuff? No, it requires you just to play like a normal person and not throw uh, controller around. The- I was like, I've had a regular plastic controller and it works fantastic. I, <laughs> like it's been just fine. There's nothing I, wrong with it at all. Exactly. I still
0: have my launch elite controller. I've never had any issues at all. Okay,
1: so to answer your question here's what i will say no i'm not interested in a 180 dollars controller i don't care how how sticks and buttons and triggers it has to me controllers are all about looks i just care about pretty colors but i say that to say this there's not like a month that goes by that i don't kind of kick myself for not getting the gears elite controller and if gears 5 has an elite controller that looks awesome i want one because I really should have got the Gears Elite controller. Um, I, I really love that because it's a gorgeous controller, and I missed out on that. So I might, yeah, I might get one of those. And uh, I'd really like to know. I expect it will be, but I really want to hear that, like, all your controllers will work on the next Xbox because that would that would make that purchase a little easier for me. Mhm.
0: Okay, so we've talked about a lot of the big things here. Let's just do a rundown of some of the games that they showcased. Now, I'll just... I'm going to rattle them off here. If there is something that you want to talk about in any of these, feel free to jump on in. Um, and this is going to go across the ones that were announced that are Windows 10 as well as Xbox. So Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Um, I'm in for that. I think I thought I already had it, but I guess not. Um, I, I There is one game type that I do play on PC, and it's strategy games. So you, know, you remember the comments I made earlier about not playing on PC. It's, it's only strategy games that I play. Borderlands 3. So I didn't watch anything on Borderlands 3 until today. With were X5. so excited. Um, when I saw it open up I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. This is fun. This looks like I might have fun with this game. I've never played a Borderlands proper game. I played Tales from the Borderlands. So I thought the comedy in there was great. Um, and it looks like it'd be a similar sense of, of storytelling here, possibly. So you guys, have you played Borderlands the the previous editions at all?
2: Yeah, I've played all of them.
0: So for me to want to go and play this, for me to get a taste of what this might be like, what is the best game for me to play?
2: I mean, if you want to play a Borderlands game, i say Borderlands 2.
0: And that's in the Handsome Collection?
2: It is, yes.
0: Okay. So either of you guys, are you getting this game?
2: I am because Josh loves it and we game share. (laughs) So yes, because of that, I am getting it. My biggest thing... I. you might notice, at least I noticed, when I went back in and played Borderlands 2 after Borderlands 3 was announced, the shooting feels a little dated in Borderlands 2. So I hope that is tightened up for Borderlands 3. But it's still a fun game. Donnie, is this up your alley?
1: No, I've, I and it's not bad or anything. I just I've never gotten into it, and it feels like a lot to get into. And I don't think I'm ever going to invest the time to catch up to everybody. And I'm playing shooters this fall. It's called Call of Duty. It looks fantastic. So. No, I'm good. very good. I mean uh, an elite controller would probably make Call of Duty more fun. Maybe so. <laughs> Crossfire X. apparently this is a huge game somewhere on the. PC. I don't know what to think about that game. It's just a big
2: CGI trailer, right?
0: I, I, yeah. I don't know anything about this game at all,
2: but it was it was funny when that was announced because they made a a big deal about it and mm-hmm. apparently it's very big in uh, Korea and things like that. but every everyone I follow on Twitter, was what? like what game is this yeah. which really shows you how disconnected we are from what are very popular <laughs> games elsewhere yeah mm-hmm.
0: so just kind of looking at the blurb they wrote here they didn't mention this at all but Xbox players can look forward to a platform of rich experiences including a single player campaign developed in partnership with Remedy there you go so very interesting Um, and it's going to be in Game Pass so it's a free to play game in Game Pass which is kind of weird I don't get that, but I'll try it. Why not? It looks crazy enough in that CG trailer to be like enticing cyberpunk. Obviously uh, that one is, is high on my radar. And I think Donnie, you said you already had it pre-ordered, right?
1: No, I almost, I I almost pulled the trigger in the collector's edition. I thought about it. I, I I don't want to, I want to talk about the reasons why It'll, it'll take too long, but I almost did, but I'm definitely getting this game. But knowing that Kevin also wants this game, Game share is interesting because it'll make you, like, not want to buy the game physically. Like, I can't do that. I got to buy it so Kevin can play it. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Kyle, are, are you getting this one? I will get this one, yes. What is it
0: about the Cyberpunk game? Is it just the CD Projekt Red or is it the actual setting that you
2: like? I am actually, I know this is blasphemous. I'm not a huge Witcher fan. I think oh, it's neither am I. I, so I don't we, think, for, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's it. on Nathan. but i yeah Nathan's gonna take us both out but i do think i i think for me just the setting we don't get a ton of cyberpunk stuff and it looks very cool and it it seems to be very gritty and very quote-unquote adult and every once in a while i like playing games that are just kind of in that genre or that are a little more mature so this seems to be the next one
1: on my list potentially I asked Kyle this earlier before we started, but I want to ask Nathan, like, do you think with all the goodwill that CD Projekt Red has been cultivating since the release of The Witcher? I mean, they have been on a high, it seems like, and the placement the Xbox has been giving this game at what, three stages in a row? Like, do, I think just two. Just 2 Mm-hmm. Do you, like, is this now a type of game, is this going to be a AAA release that other people could, like, get out of the way of? When they say, like, hey, this is April 25th, do you think other games will be, like, move away?
0: I think so. Um, if you're in the same genre, if you're looking for that same type of market shell for that, that single-player RPG experience and you are not as high-profile as this game, you definitely move.
1: Yeah, it's, it seems much, much... I don't know. Maybe this is just me being more interested in it, but like I feel like this game has more people paying attention, more people talking about it than The Witcher did when The Witcher was released.
0: That Because you're in a post-Witcher world now. Like the right. Witcher is... Was, you know that that game that people saw and realized how big and expansive and living mm-hmm. that world could be, and just CD Projekt Red blew everybody out of the water with that release. Um, so I think that they're really looking to see the same with with Cyberpunk, which really amps it up. And you know, CD Projekt Red's a developer that's they love their fans. They love the people that make the games for. And they've they've shown it with free content across the board, with notes written in inside a game disc. They were the first people to thank people for buying their game, like in just a, a written note inside the game disc. That was great. Um. Anyway, I digress. But yes, people will get out of the way of this game for sure. So, looking at some of the other ones that were talked about, Dragon Ball Z Karakat, Karakat, Kakarot, Kakarot. That's that's Goku's last name, right? <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> that's Goku's Saiyan name. That's oh. Goku's original name. That's the name Goku's dad gave him.
0: I I'm sorry, I don't know. Okay, tells lore.
1: <laughs> I, I for once I get to be that person. I'm usually in the opposite, end, so I feel I, I,
0: I get the over nine thousand
1: meme and everything, but I don't know the lore. I'm sorry. Oh, the game looks fantastic. If lobo's here. We both be really excited. So. Sure.
0: I think he'd be yelling like the uh, yeah. uh, the that one Frieza guy or whatever, Dying Light Two.
1: The second thing that really burned a little bit, I was if you were asked me going to this like Donnie, what what are the things you were really excited about? I would have told you Ori and Dying Light Two this year. Neither of those two things happened, and it really kind of hurts. I was really, really. I mean, I have this on my wish list to pre-order. It's one of the games I've been waiting for pre-order to go live. I'm like, I'm totally getting Dying Light Two. So I'm a little upset, but I mean, by all accounts, the game looked great. I'm pretty sure Dying Light will come to Game Pass before Dying Light 2 comes. If you haven't played that game, you owe it to yourself to play. Go get the expansion, and it's just a really great open world game. Um, I probably might be if you're asking Donnie which is, like the most underrated game of this generation, that'd probably be my, my go-to pick. I don't I don't feel like people really uh understand or appreciate like how good that game is. It's really good. I,
2: I own Dying Light and have yet to play it. <laughs> But now I have to play it before February 2020? Is that what it was? I don't know. Something 2020? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we'll play it. It'll be good. Is that coming into Game Pass? No. No. It's actually being published, I think, by...
1: Square isn't it? Square Square picked this one up, yeah. And I think WB pulled this last one. It's yeah, Yeah. like that's why I've been I've been kind of saying like if Xbox wanted to buy somebody that actually make waves, I actually thought Techland would be it. I've been saying that for I feel like eighteen months now because they keep shopping their games around. Like, but they seem to really like their little independent status. But I mean, make no mistakes, this is AAA death. Like, this is a big game. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody that hasn't been following the development of it, just to say something quickly, it really has like this cool fable, like infamous vibe. Um, apparently like the way you play will, will change and shape the world and you can kind of like an evil route and a good route. And that's, that's exciting for me.
0: You, you said the F word, Donnie. Oh, did I Oh, put a <laughs> bleep in there? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to hold off on, on this rest of these games because you mentioned fable and I am. Was no very fable. See fable. Mm-hmm surprised as well. So I, I, I thought that was a shoe in for this year. I did too. So anyway, um, Elden ring which <laughs> is that game that's developed from, uh, George RR R. Martin and, uh, Miyazaki. So and it's made by from software. This is a game that I don't know what to think about. Seeing that it's made by from software makes me think it's going to be like a souls like type game possibly, which I'm just not in for. Um, did you guys did that CG trailer do anything for you that didn't tell you anything about the game?
2: I don't know. Do you know what this game is? I don't know what this game is.
0: (laughs) It's I, I, it looks like a Lord of the Rings wannabe. So I'm expecting
1: a Lord of the Rings souls like game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I,
0: I don't know. I I would like to see more about it, like some gameplay. And if it is souls, like I'm out, but if it's not, uh, if it's more like RPG based, that would be really cool. No, I think it is. Yeah
1: it's it's it is it's a souls game.
0: yeah
1: (laughs) let go of that now
0: i know all right forza horizon 4 the lagos champions expansion is coming out this week uh june 13th so very very soon here looking forward to that one gears 5 will be coming out in september yes with a lot of uh lead up into it with with betas and demos and a new
1: mode in august
0: yeah uh, a new game style called escape which by the way
1: i'm sorry that's it that's yeah. in august
0: when they announced that the screen or the stage kind of shifted into something different or changed a little bit that was kind of cool um and if you pre-order it or if you play it within the first week so if it's coming to game pass you get access to a terminator um expansion or something so that's kind of cool
1: i, I want to say if i'm remembering from the stream correctly i want to say josh said that Game Pass Ultimate players get to play it four days early, which means yeah. I gotta convert to ultimate. Like <laughs> play
2: it four days early, yes you do.
1: Of course I of course I'm gonna do that. Sure.
0: <laughs> pay pay your dollar or whatever, because they're gonna be yep. out that time. Um Gears Five. Uh will will be a, a game that I want to play, but at the same time I need to play through a lot of the other games first. Donnie, I know you yell at me every time I tell you this, but I just haven't gone through all the Gears games yet.
1: I've beaten Gears Four twice. <sighs>
0: One of the one of the times, maybe you'll, maybe you can do a third time with me when I get there.
1: I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Um, I yes, Josh or Kyle and I were talking about gears before we started, and I'm I'm really excited. I, I, I've said it many times. I don't want to belabor the point. I know we've been going really long. It is E3 though, so I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate kate's everything that i think i could ever wanted in gears and i think she has a character arc that has meaning and i love this story and i like that that we're playing on these bloodlines and her supposed possible alleged lineage back to mira and like how they're going to tie this whole thing together and I, i am expecting by the time gears 5 ends that we've basically like a brand new like reboot or a brand new era of gears like this is a new line and here's what we're doing so i'm really excited
2: I love how Nathan just said he hasn't finished
1: Gears Four and you just totally spoiled Gears four for him. I mean, I don't think he's following the story that much, right?
0: <laughs> I, I don't all I know is Marcus Phoenix and oh
1: come on and see Ray. like do you even know who Mira is? <laughs> um no. See? Okay. There's nothing spoiled. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I guess so. I do think it's interesting that this game is coming out it's, in a few months. And they didn't...
1: It's a two-year-old game. You've been giving me... You I guys need to stop with the
2: spoiler stuff. I, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that he just said he hadn't played it, and you totally just spoiled no. the end of the game. But That's, that's... his problem, not my problem. Okay, okay. that's fine. Totally my problem. I, I'm on I, Netflix podcast. It's okay. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that this game's out in a couple months, and they showed nothing from the campaign at all.
1: I think that's intentional.
2: I probably, I just think yeah. it's interesting, an interesting move. They've already shown gameplay last year. Didn't they show the
0: game?
1: Yeah, I, did. so,
0: I, mean, I didn't really need more gameplay. I, I know what it's going to look like. It's gears. It's over the shoulder cover based shooter. You know? So I,
1: I think the story is of, of big deal right here. And I think they're trying to keep as much of that in the wraps as possible.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but that, that survive mode or whatever it's called escape. Yeah. Sounds interesting. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, I'm in to try that That'd be kind of fun. Uh, gears pop i don't know what that is still josh says it's not very good so
1: i think coach mo says it's great but coach mo says all those things are great But i mean josh says it's not that great so yeah
0: i'm looking forward to at least trying it at some point we'll see if it's free uh halo infinite we got a, a cg story looking kind of trailer yep um we got some some when they were talking about scout they showed a little bit of scenes a little bit here and there of of that game in the background as well. Uh, the The trailer itself, I thought was kind of interesting, kind of cool, but doesn't really tell you much, which is fine by me. Um, still, no gameplay, yep. which I would like to maybe have seen if it's. But if it's coming out in a year and a half, I don't really expect to see that at this point. But uh, I know next year is going to be the year of Halo for them, so that's going to be a pretty. They
1: said it's going dark. That was like the thing that they they released. I think even a press release about it, like immediately after they were like. Halo Infinite's going dark. Like you're not going to hear about this until, you know, Scarlet. So, mm-hmm. that's it. That's all we're going to probably hear or see from Infinite.
0: Yeah. Um which also reminds me uh in 2021, that's going to be the 20th anniversary of Xbox, so there's probably going to be something big happening then for that E3. So, keep your keep your ears peeled for 2 years from now. <laughs> anyway, um any any thoughts on
2: Halo, Kyle? I look forward to seeing more in a year.
0: It'll launch in the Game Pass and launch with Scarlet.
1: A so, fancy new box.
0: Fancy, fancy. There will either be a a launch special edition like there was with Scorpio, like a Scarlet edition, or there will be a Halo launch bundle or something along those lines too, Probably both. Uh, is my call. Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. As a Star Wars fan, I'm getting it, but, you know.
1: <laughs> I was confused at first because when they announced it, I thought, like, are they redoing like all of it? And I was reading some things up, but it looks like it's just a collection.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's just a collection, probably 4k, you know, from all the games. And, um, cause what they did show looked pretty good as far as the, the uprailing. And I'm hoping that they controlled or they fix some of the camera, especially from the older games. Cause man, those are bad. Um, anyway, but I do, I do look like, like me some Star Wars and some Lego. So I'm in flight simulator, making a return. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. I'm. Uh, it's going to hopefully launch in the game pass. I'm assuming it will. But yes. I will play this game at least to try it out because I loved flight simulators back in the day. I don't know if I have the patience and time for them anymore, but if I can play with the controller and it's fun, I'll definitely give it a shot because a good flying game is hard to come by these days. Any thoughts on your end, Kyle or um, Donnie?
2: It looked really pretty.
0: It did look very pretty. It was all captioned 4K.
2: So that's about my only thoughts on it. It looked really pretty.
0: Did we get a date for that or just a year? Because I know it says 2020.
1: I thought it was just 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a date. I don't remember a date.
0: Okay. Um, Mine-
1: many things I dated.
0: Yeah. Minecraft Dungeons is coming out. Oh, that looks awesome uh it doesn't do anything for me because it's minecraft oh. and i don't care about minecraft at all so donnie tell me what what's exciting about this for you
1: it's minecraft diablo it's team-based dungeon crawling minecraft it's it's i like minecraft i've played it with my son a bit I, I i i've never built things that like all the creative people have built but i've always wanted like minecraft the game <laughs> like i like minecraft's cool art style and all that like this is neat but i don't want to build things i want to play a video game that's what this is this is a video game to play so I thought it was awesome, and it's uh, it's confirmed for for Switch, and I would imagine PlayStation 4 and anything else that supports, and I imagine it'll be cross-play. So you can play anywhere, play with your friends. Like That's awesome. This is a great announcement.
0: Mm-hmm. Or in the will of the Wisps, Donnie, this is Let's your time. Just move on.
1: Just move on. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does look really nice, though. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2.
1: People care about this a lot. Twitter lit up when this happened. This is huge. I don't know anything about it. So, Caroline her uh, stuff. Some people really care about this. <laughs> a lot of people. This is... It's a. I think it's a
2: pretty... It's really cool for the people who are excited about it. It's a pretty niche game. And maybe a couple years later than it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a little... It's kind of disappointing, honestly, as a PlayStation person that this is on Xbox because this is on PlayStation 4 in Japan with over a million players. Wow. So how, our
1: Twitch chat lit up everything.
2: Yeah, yes. I, I think what happened is there you can play this game in English because fans have translated the entire thing. So I think at that point a lot of a lot of folks who really, really were into it have had the experience. But it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it's uh nice to see microsoft expanding uh the games that they're they're working on and bringing over to you the us and all that good stuff it is kind of odd that it's not going to be available in europe
1: hmm.
2: yeah there so that was something that was announced it's pretty much just like the us and canada i think
1: maybe a language thing i, I don't know could be
2: a gdpr thing yeah who knows mm-hmm.
0: so <laughs> um i i've never played a fantasy star game or anything like that but the trailer did look really cool. It kind of touched that Final Fantasy vibe a little bit for me that I kind of look for in some of the games like this. It's free to play. I might load it and check it out, but I don't think I'll be seeking much time into this because I just don't have time. It's an endless game. Looking, yeah. I don't know if I can face that.
2: I did play a lot of Place Fantasy Star Universe on Xbox 360. I played a ton of that one. So.
0: Mm-hmm okay moving on rpg time the legend of the of right i thought this was kind of a donny game so was i right
1: mm, that's the the hand drawn mm-hmm. yeah not really but um you know maybe i don't know didn't really capture me
0: okay sea of thieves blah it's it's still a thing
1: um it's still a thing <laughs> You know, I, so I played Sea of Thieves when the single-player stuff came out. We mentioned that on Empire. And I feel bad, right? Because Luke loves this, and, and the Xbox Drive loves it, and Mary to the Games love it. And all these friends of ours love Sea of Thieves. I can't stand that game. Like, I really don't like Sea of Thieves. I got into the single-player. I started trying to drive my boat around. I, got, I was like, I can't stand this game. And I turned it off and I uninstalled it again. Like, I, it's not for me. I'm just not interested.
0: Yeah. I am i don't really feel it either. I, I loaded it up the other day just to just try to start playing it and just... I was by myself which was probably the issue of but, course yeah I don't know um Spiritfarer that was an interesting game um hand-drawn mm-hmm was, was this up
1: your alley Danny yeah yeah this was pretty cool Caroline really liked this one she really liked the wild deer game um, she was re- actually Nathan if you didn't catch any of our twitch stream you should Caroline needs an Xbox <laughs> Caroline popped for like 10 games. Like We were all sitting there like, Caroline, you should probably just get an Xbox. <laughs> she kept talking about PC this and PC, but we know she doesn't play those things. But uh, a lot of these indie games look really good, but um, yeah, maybe.
0: She just needs an xCloud account when, when... Yeah,
1: that's what she needs. She needs to get set up with Game Pass on her PC.
0: That's right. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Obviously, looking forward to that. Be great. We've talked about it already. State of Decay 2 has an expansion coming out called Heartland. Did either of you play State of Decay?
2: Yeah, I played it for a while, and I definitely did not get as into it as I did the first one.
1: Yep, same. Uh,
0: so this this expansion is going to be ten bucks when it launches. So
2: um,
0: I, I've never played it. Didn't whatever. Tales of Arise, l- That looks interesting. Yes, um, I I do want to know more about this game. I don't really know. Feel like I know much about it yet, but it looks interesting to me. Uh, Donnie, what do you know?
1: It's Tales game, which uh, is what I called it in our chat, which I think is spot on. It's actually what I called it when the when the screenshots at least, to me and Kyle were playing spoilers with the screenshots in the discord the other day. You know what this is? It's the pretty version of Xenoblade. Like they are very similar games, kind of like this open world action RPG and be able to run around, except this one on Xbox looks gorgeous. It looks amazing um, for a game like that. So that's exactly what I'm expecting it to be. And, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what the trailer kind of showed. You run around with your party. You get to, you know, actually button mash into combat and stuff like that. So it's a little faster, a little more my speed, the Tales games are, than the, uh, like, the Final Fantasy stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, The Outer Worlds. I'm definitely in for that Game Pass, day one. I'll, I'll be playing that and try to see if I... I've never really been a fan of the Fallout games, and there's a little bit of that Fallout slash... Uh, Elder Scrolls vibe to this because it is made from some of the original founders of those studios. Um, but I do want to play The Outer Worlds. So it is launching into Game Pass uh, and I will be there.
1: It just reminds me of Bioshock when I was playing and when I was watching it being played I was like, yeah, it's kind of like Bioshock. looks great. It looks awesome. It's coming this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it looks fun.
2: Yep, definitely will give this one a whirl. What's the date for this year? Do we have a date? October 25th. Yeah. Oh, really?
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: same day as Call of Duty. <laughs>
0: I will be playing this above. Okay. <laughs> and this this next one, 12 minutes. So I really am interested in the storytelling of this, but I don't know about the controls part. It looks like it's a top down game. You know, I, I'm not really sure. There's a detective that's breaking into your house, it's killing a guy, and he's having a groundhog this day type, type scenario is happening here. Uh, I am. I'm definitely curious about this game. It does not launch into Game Pass, unfortunately. So uh, I'll have to be watching the the wires on this one for sure. This definitely feels like a game that should make its way into Game Pass, but I don't know. Donnie, did this one catch your eye? Or- yes. What about you? I'm
1: going to pre-order this game, play
0: cool.
2: Yeah. This game looks really great, and yeah. I'm mostly into it because of the, I know the publisher, Annapurna Interactive, has done some amazing games. They did What Remains of Edith Finch, they did Gorgoa, and Florence, and Donut County, and Ash. I mean, they've done a lot of really good stuff. So this Narratively. Yeah, so this definitely yeah. is on my list and something I'm keeping an eye on.
0: Wasteland 3 doesn't do anything for me. Nope. <laughs> Pass. Um and then Way in the Woods. That's the deer game. That's yeah. the deer game.
2: The previous game, um, uh Spirit Fair, Donnie, that was the one with the boat. Yeah. With yeah. all the animals on it. It's actually from the same folks who made uh Yotun and Sundered. Mm. Same team Thunder Lotus is the one who yeah. made Spirit Fair. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah, the deer game. Totally into the deer game.
1: Yeah, Kyle's. We're making jokes. We're going to have the um, animals starring in video games podcast with Kyle and Caroline, where they just talk about animals, animal games.
2: (laughs) Totally into it.
0: (laughs) So that's uh, a big to do of the show so far. That was some of the games that they actually featured. Um, I did want to mention before we start kind of going final thoughts and closing it out that there is currently a big sale going on right now on the xbox live game store uh if there are some games that you were looking to pick up that you haven't gotten yet there's a lot of big deals going on with um you know red dead redemption 2 is like 40 percent off or something like that and there's pretty crazy deals um over
1: live 2k19 is three dollars
0: (laughs) yeah so if if there's a game that you've been looking for in the last couple years it's probably on sale and it's probably like dirt cheap so um just want to make sure I mention that because that's going on through the rest of this week of E3. And they are also going to be having an, an Xbox Direct, I believe, tomorrow. And it'll be broadcast live on Mixer. And if you watch it on Mixer, you will be entered in for their Mix Pot. So just uh, an FYI there. I'm assuming that this, this podcast will be released before then. But if not, I, tr- I tried to help you out.
1: As soon as I can release it. So, yeah. Like in an hour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so as we wrap this 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 conference up, I'll give my final thoughts and toss it to you guys. Uh, I did like the conference as a whole. I I really would have liked to have seen Fable. <laughs> really, I feel a little bit of a sting that we didn't. I, I thought this was the year that we'd see Fable coming out. Maybe not coming out, but at least announced officially. And uh, I was just disappointed that we didn't see that. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more or heard a little bit more about xCloud, but I think... Uh, we'll probably get a lot of that with, with the content creators that were invited out there because everybody that was there got a chance to get hands on with xCloud. So we'll get some experiences again from maybe our friends over the Xbox drive. Um, but also probably would be a feature on the direct tomorrow. So, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that we'll see something from that. And I, I really do think that the Scarlet console will be a great piece, you know, in the future, um, be excited to see next E3 just what it, it does and what it all entails. So there's a lot of things to, to look forward to out of this cons or out of this uh, E3 presentation for things that are coming in the future for next spring specifically. There's a lot of great games coming out there. Um, Cyberpunk. We mentioned that before uh, this year you have star Wars coming super excited for that personally. And, I think that it's just another great year to be a game pass subscriber with game pass ultimate now getting the addition of the PC side. So if you find yourself playing on PC, Xbox and, uh, this'll probably be a good deal for you now, now that they've added that extra piece into there, uh, it makes it more of a compelling reason to get it. I'm still personally waiting for them to have some sort of a, a monthly bundle that has even reduced rates. Um, like a yearly subscription, they knock another thirty bucks off of it or something. I don't know, something, anything. Give me anything, and I'll probably get it. But aside from that, I, I think that this was a good conference. I was surprised Phil Spencer wasn't out there all that much compared to last year. He was kind of he was out there two or three times, and that was about it. But uh, overall, I liked it. I thought they did a good job. I haven't had a chance to see any of the other conferences yet, so I don't know how this compares. Um, all I know is that devolver was kind of a mess
1: <laughs> oh, it was so good
0: but uh i'll toss it to you donnie what was your thoughts on xbox
1: i thought xbox had a great show i wasn't blown away and i didn't think i was like overly amazed uh i would i w- we expected to see fable i uh, even asked josh that beforehand but i wouldn't say i was disappointed we all know fable's not coming out on this console it's coming out on the next console so it's fine that they're saving it uh, i am disappointed though that worry has slipped again I literally thought I was going to be playing Ori last E3 and then it slipped and I thought it was going to be, you know, fall and then it continued to slip and we didn't hear about it for half a year. And then they, I was sure, oh, it's going to be out finally. No, still not out. That's probably my big disappointment if you, you if you could even say that. I mean, it's not like we are struggling for things to play. There was a bajillion games coming and they showed all kinds of games for all kinds of different people. I thought the show had pace, um, lots of announcements. Like I said, it's it really good. They talked about... You know they didn't spend too much time on the next console and details and specs and you know x cloud and all that which i actually think kind of sped it up a little bit and uh it was just good i really liked it It was packed like i said good great not incredible or amazing i wouldn't go you know, over the moon or anything about it i don't think it's swayed anybody's opinions on xbox or anything like that but yeah i think they they leaned into what they do well and uh yeah it's good show
0: the lord of the isle
2: yeah it was a good show I wouldn't say it was a great show, but I think we're kind of in that nebulous odd time right now where a lot of the, we knew Halo was already a thing, so it made sense that they showed some Halo, but we're all waiting for that next gen at this point. So a lot of the big things that might have made that show great, it makes sense to not show this year. So I thought it was a good show. I think it continued to show why Game Pass is a great value, and if you are interested in it, why you should get in on it. Um, they showed some games that I'm definitely interested in. I think, you know, I was a little disappointed at the prevalence of CG trailers compared to gameplay trailers, but I think that's just kind of more a trend. Cause you saw that as epithets does conference as well. I think that just is a trend right now of what we're going to be seeing, uh, you know, until we get to the point where maybe we're back on stable ground with whatever that next generation is. So good conference, not great conference. Um, but, yeah, overall, enjoyed my time. I thought they kept the pace well. Never really felt like a drug too much. Uh, yeah, overall, not bad.
0: Yeah, and they, they said that this was going to be a two-hour conference, and it ended just above the hour and a half mark. I was kind of surprised. I feel like they, had, they cut something out. I feel like they cut Fable out, Donnie. Think so? <laughs> they, had, they had to cut something out. I don't know why or what or whatever. But um, that'll do it for for Xbox e3 press conference uh our little discussion here reaction so what were your thoughts make sure you let us know over on our discord or you can always hit us up over at the xbox empire on twitter um donnie what's what's your twitter where can people find you
1: play nintendo everywhere all consoles all systems all social media
2: kyle you can find me everywhere, including Xbox at Psychocross, C Y C O C R O S S. And if you're interested in board games at all, hey, check out Board with Video Games, where we talk about not only the wonderful things Xbox does, but things you can play on your tabletop as well at Board with VG uh, on Twitter if you want to follow us there.
0: Thank you, gentlemen, for joining. You can find me over on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan or on Xbox at Spider Jedi. Come by, say hi, let's play a game. Um, that'll do it for us for this episode. Thank you for listening. The state of the Xbox Empire has never been stronger, and it's got a little bit of a scarlet tint to it
1: now. I love it.
0: A little bit of a little gray and scarlet dye. You'll be very happy with that. Oh, it's so right at home.
1: Oh, it's so good. (laughs)
0: There you go. All right. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the future of gaming.